0: You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again, I am Kevin McGuire, editor of Nittany Lions Wire, part of the USA Today Network. You can check us out at NittanyLionsWire.com, and of course, I am the host here of Locked On Nittany Lions. Happy to get a little bit of a late start to the week with you guys. I know we took off on Monday following the Easter holiday. Busy weekend for me. So I decided let's do a little bit of a delayed game. Let's get started on a Tuesday. And why not get the week started on a Tuesday, right? Don't we all wish we could have one extra day on the weekend? Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Let's just get to the show, right? Well, we've got some fun topics of on the table of discussion for today as we catch up a little bit on some of the news and headlines from the last few days. We've got some scheduling notes for Penn State football. We've got a women's volleyball team that is heading to yet another NCAA tournament. And the wrestling program continues to have its legacy shining. And now it's going international once again. We'll get to all of that in today's episode. Make sure you are following along on your favorite podcasting app totally free to do so whether you're on spotify or apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, the odyssey app formerly radio.com make sure you give us a always make sure to leave those ratings and reviews that really helps us out as we continue to try and grow this podcast moving forward and of course share it with your fellow penn state fans your friends your family all that good stuff. Let's make this a fun community covering some Penn State sports topics going forward. And of course, you can also reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, also on Twitch, all using the username of Locked With all that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump right into today's show. In a recent podcast in the last couple of weeks, I touched on just how successful some of the other programs around the Penn State Athletics Department have been and continue to be to this day, and how that should be very encouraging as you look to see whether or not Mike Shrewsbury is going to be the guy that's going to be able to improve the men's basketball program at least to a level where they can go to an NCAA tournament more often than once every decade. We've seen some very high success under James Franklin in the Penn State football program, even though last year felt like a little bit of a step back. Uh, again, very much optimistic for going forward into this 2021 season. But you take a look around some of the other programs within the Penn State community, and there's a lot of success there. Uh, You've got a wrestling program that continues to be among the best in the nation. Women's volleyball is uh, maybe not quite on the same level that they had been during their, their hottest days, but they are still a very solid program. And they are going to be heading back to the NCAA tournament for the 40th consecutive season. Think about that. 40 straight seasons for the Penn State women's volleyball team playing in the NCAA tournament. That is quite a feat. And now I don't follow volleyball all that closely, but to be able to say that you've got that kind of streak going, and not only just having that kind of streak, but having the kind of success that they have had in the tournament over the course of that 40-year stretch That is pretty remarkable. You're talking about a national championship caliber of a program. Uh, Maybe not the favorite to win the national championship this year, but certainly as long as they're in it, they're going to have a chance. And there's going to be some tough matchups, sure, to be had. But the fact that they are in this tournament now for the 40th consecutive season, that is legendary stuff right there. And that's what makes Penn State women's volleyball one of the cornerstone uh, programs out there when you're talking about volleyball russ rose has done a tremendous job leading that program for four decades and now they're going to go into this year's tournament they're a number five seed in their region they're a number 13 seed overall so you know that that number five you know obviously they're not the best team in the region at least as far as the selection committee is concerned and uh you know it's going to be very interesting to see how they move forward into this matchup now they're going to get a chance to play their first match on Thursday night, it's gonna be a late Thursday night, so put on that coffee if you want to stay up and watch this game or this match, I should say. Uh, they're gonna play the winner of the first round matchup between Rice and North Carolina A&T, uh, so they will get the winner of that matchup, and that's scheduled for 10:30 p.m. Eastern uh, on Thursday night. So I don't know if that's a, a time that could be impacted by whatever match may be before that, but these games are all gonna be held in Omaha, Nebraska, so you've got a little bit of a bubble situation going on here. For volleyball which makes sense i think the ncaa is uh, doing the best that they can now with all these bubble championship sites obviously last night we saw the conclusion of the ncaa men's basketball tournament over the weekend we saw the conclusion of the women's basketball tournament with stanford taking home the national championship in women's basketball i'm recording this before the national championship game in men's basketball between gonzaga and baylor i'll say i'm rooting for gonzaga i would like to see gonzaga win but i think it's gonna be a really fun matchup hopefully that doesn't age too quickly but I think the bubble works for what the NCAA is doing. And we're going to get a chance to see that now with the women's basketball, or the, I'm sorry, the women's volleyball tournament coming up right around the corner. Now, uh, also over the weekend, we saw a former Penn State wrestler, David Taylor, officially punch his ticket to the Olympic Games that are tentatively scheduled to be held in Tokyo, uh, Japan this year. Of course, these are the Olympics that were postponed from the 2020 year. Uh, Now, as far as we know, they're still going to be ongoing for 2021. And David Taylor is now officially ready to go for an Olympic gold medal. I believe this is his first trip to the Olympics, although he has performed internationally, performed internationally, competed internationally before, and certainly he is well regarded on the international scale. But it's going to be very cool to see a Penn State wrestler go for a gold medal in his weight class. Of course, to get there, he had to get bypassed another former Nittany line in Bo Nickel uh, in the same weight class, 86 kilograms. So uh, that's uh, just another recruiting tool for Penn State wrestling, as if they need another one, right? So this is a Penn State wrestling program that I have said before. It kind of sets the gold standard as far as Penn State is concerned, and now that they've got Olympic hopefuls going head-to-head on the same mat for a spot in the Olympics, that is something that should be cherished and should be appreciated for just how strong of a program this is. Obviously, a lot of good wrestling programs out there. Penn State is certainly among the best out there, and that continues to be the case. And on the lacrosse field, one final note, Mac O'Keefe inching closer and closer to that Division I lacrosse goals career uh, record, uh, getting a little bit closer over the weekend. Although Penn State does lose to Maryland, just something to keep an eye on because history looks like it is going to be made in a Penn State lacrosse uniform. And this is another program. That has really had a lot of success in recent years and looking forward to seeing the celebration of Mac O'Keefe as the Division one lacrosse career goal scoring record holder. (laughs) So very cool stuff happening here within the Penn State lacrosse program. And of course, now we're going to shift our focus once again to the football field coming up on our next segment weather's starting to get a little bit nicer and you might want to start hitting the road for some day trips of course you want to make sure your car or your truck is in full working condition so if you find you need anything to tune up your car a little bit make sure you head to rockauto.com that's right rockauto.com they are the family business that have been serving customers their auto parts needs online for 20 years and how do you be a family business staying in the online space for that long it's by giving customers the absolute easiest and stress-free process available when you need to find a certain part. Look, it's very confusing going into an auto parts store, flipping through a catalog, a cross reference guide, trying to find the exact thing that you need. Rock Auto makes it very easy. As long as you know the make a model of your car or your truck, you enter it into their search bar and they will bring you up the entire list of everything they have available specifically for your vehicle. It is very stress-free. It's very easy to find exactly what you need. Whether you need wipers, oil, you need some seat cushions or some mud flaps, they've got you covered there as well. And they're going to give you the best prices available. It doesn't matter if you're a novice or an expert, they will give you the best price that they possibly can. And that's why people keep going back to rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Lots of stuff going on. The national championship game for men's basketball last night. Baseball season continues to be opening up. NBA playoff races, NHL playoff races are all heating up. So make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast with your host, Peter Bukowski. He's going to update you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On podcast network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, that's the Odyssey app. Look it up using A U D A see why. So I continue to be amazed at the ongoing discussion over a couple of Penn Staters that are going into the NFL draft. We all know that Michael Parsons is going to continue to be the headlining player coming out of Happy Valley because he is the most surefire player to be picked in the first round. Now there is some question about where in the first round he may end up going and I'm going to check to see what some of the updated mock drafts have to say today and in the coming days as the Mock Draft World reacts to the fact that the New York Jets traded Sam Darnold, their quarterback, to the Carolina Panthers, along with a couple of other draft picks. So this is obviously going to change some of the thinking that goes into the mock drafting process. And I'll be very curious to see what that could mean, if anything, for a player like Micah Parsons, who is already being widely considered to be floating around a little bit outside the top 10, definitely within the top 20 from all the mock drafts that I've seen. I've seen a couple of ranging from... 9 to 11 or 12 with the Philadelphia Eagles at 12, uh, down to as low as 17. So that's the kind of range that I think we're talking about with Micah Parsons initially. Now, I'll be very curious to see how that thinking changes now that the mock drafts are having to reassess the fact that the Jets just traded away what was supposed to be a franchise quarterback. It already looked like they were thinking about drafting a quarterback anyway, based on what a lot of people are suggesting with the the mock drafts. Uh, I don't know if that's really going to change things too much, but whenever you have a trade like that, it does seem to kind of open the door for some other teams to kind of hop in and get in while the iron is hot, as far as some of the trade picks are concerned. So, We'll have to see. It probably doesn't mean a whole lot for Michael Parsons right now. And so it probably doesn't mean a whole lot for a guy like Jason Oway or Pat Frymuth or Lamont Wade. You know, these guys are guys that are probably going to be drafted as well. Maybe not Lamont Wade. He might be a little bit of a fringe draft pick, but I still think he's got a chance to be drafted somewhere. But there's other guys, Jason Oway, Pat Frymuth, they're going to be drafted. And I don't know exactly where they're going to be drafted. But let me go back to what I was saying. Micah Parsons is certainly the headliner coming out of Penn State for this upcoming draft. He is the surefire first-round pick. But the most interesting prospect that I continue to say is out there coming out of Penn State is definitely Jason Owe. Now, both Owe and Parsons put on a freak show, as Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tonlin might say, at the Penn State Pro Day. And I think that that Pro Day performance should be very encouraging, I think, for Jason Owe as far as his NFL draft stock is concerned. So, When I'm going through all these mock drafts, it looks like O.A. has been considered to be more of a second round pick. But there is a chance, a chance that he could pop up into the first round. Especially if a team late in the first round is really looking to improve what they have on the defensive end position. And it's not really a deep pool for defensive ends. So that's why it could come into his favor there. Especially considering he had a very terrific uh, pro day performance. There is some question, though, because he didn't have a sack last year. How much does that go co- into the line of thinking as NFL teams are trying to scout some of these players? It might be a concern. But again, I think the the kind of talent that has been on display, uh, both on the football field in live action and in the Pro Day event, and I'm sure if there's any kind of um, you know virtual combine or virtual workouts that are probably going to be done between now and the draft, I, I think NFL teams are going to see a lot of the same things that – Suggests that he's probably worth a pretty decent draft pick. It uh, doesn't mean he's a a a lock to be a solid performer in the NFL for years and years and like a Pro Bowl defensive end or anything like that. But I do think that there is certainly enough talent there to really entice a lot of people into thinking that it's probably worth an earlier draft pick because if you miss on him or you forget the or you miss the opportunity to draft him initially, he may not be there the second time you come around for a lot of NFL teams. So that's kind of the line of thinking as well. But that's why I think he is certainly the most intriguing player right now because he's a guy that could be moving up draft boards and mock drafts work his way into the first round. We'll see where the next round of updated mock drafts have him uh, based on the, the conclusion of all the pro days that have been out there. Again, you're talking about a lot of pro days out there, Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State and, of course, Penn State and Notre Dame and Uh, pretty much every school out there has had their pro day at least by now or will very soon so you're going to see a lot of reaction and adjustments to these mock drafts that are being put together and there could be a lot of swings between now and the start of the draft there always are there's always going to be a handful of players that just skyrocket up the big boards as soon as a guy like mel kiper suggests that a guy is in his first round mock draft all the buzz is going to be following that specific player so we're going to keep a very close eye on these next round of updated mock drafts are going to start coming out uh, if they have not already and see where Jason Owe could potentially be. I still think he's probably more likely to be a second round draft pick. It's very difficult to get into the first round when you weren't already there. But again, I, I think late first round is a very realistic possibility. Uh, so I'm very curious. And that's why I, I really do think that he is the most interesting Penn Stater to be watching as far as this NFL draft process is concerned because he has put up some fantastic numbers in the pro day and his workouts and that is opening some eyes so i'll be very curious to see just how many of those eyes from the nfl front office point of view have been keeping a close tab on what oa is doing but he's very interesting he's a very intriguing prospect and i cannot wait to see where he is heading in the nfl Michael Parsons, we know, is going to go in the first round. I would love it if he goes to number 12 with the Philadelphia Eagles. Just putting that out there, Eagles, if you're listening. uh, Take Michael Parsons. You need a linebacker. You haven't had a linebacker in years. Draft Michael Parsons. You'll have a linebacker. Uh, I don't think Jason Way is going to be going to the Eagles, but hey, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Well, the college football season is now history, but that doesn't mean you have to stay on the sidelines because the NBA is ongoing, the NHL is out there, and of course, Major League Baseball has just opened up. So Bet Online is going to have you covered, and they are the fastest and easiest way to place all your bets on all the sports action that is continuing to go on. Kind of fill in the void until we get to that college football season. BetOnline, they cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, so there's really nothing that's off the limits here with BetOnline. That's why they are the go-to place to place all your bets online. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. Again, it is the best place and the best way to place your bets, and it's totally free to sign up. All you have to do is go to their website or on your desktop, your laptop, or even on your mobile device. It's BetOnline.ag. And when you sign up today and you use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on top of whatever your first deposit is. And unlike other gambling websites out there, this is an unlimited bonus offer. doesn't matter. There's no cap. 50% of whatever your first deposit is goes into your account. That is free money, folks. And if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, they're going to help you take advantage of that free money opportunity. So go to BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The NFL draft is just weeks away. It is time to start following the locked-on NFL draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast, they watch every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you have the Odyssey app on your phone so you can take these podcasts with you wherever you go. That's Odyssey, spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. I've got a few more notes that I want to touch on before we close up today's episode. Uh, first and foremost, there was a pretty interesting transfer decision that was made. And unfortunately for Penn State, it isn't in their favor. Uh, West Virginia safety, Tykey Smith, a former All-12, uh, All-12 safety for the Mountaineers, entered the transfer portal recently. Penn State was rumored to be among the teams that was most interested, at least when he first went into the transfer portal Unfortunately for Penn State, they're not going to get that recruitment to go their way. He announced on Sunday that he is going to be heading to the Georgia Bulldogs. So Georgia gets a pretty solid addition to their safety position with a former All-Big 12 player uh, in Tyke Smith. So that's unfortunate for Penn State. It certainly would have been nice to see that kind of a caliber player added to the roster. I do think that Penn State will be okay in their secondary. Going in, coming out of the spring, but I do think that that was probably one of the questions to at least keep an eye on as the spring comes to a close, just to see how stable that secondary position is. I think it'll be okay, but certainly the possibility of adding a guy like Smith certainly would have been nice, but we'll see how this all plays out moving forward. And of course, there was uh, some scheduling news that I want to get into real quick kind of uh, update the Penn State football schedule for the future years now as we know the 2020 season uh, was scrapped and then it came back and then it was adjusted Uh, Penn State like every other team in the Big Ten played a strictly a Big Ten only schedule so that meant no non-conference games against Kent State San Jose State and Virginia Tech well Fortunately, Penn State decided to uh, help out Kent State and San Jose State specifically, and they've agreed to reschedule those games, and I kind of figured that would eventually be the case. It's just a matter of plugging in the holes when it's possible to do so, and in the case of Kent State and San Jose State, those games are now officially back on the books. Penn State is going to host Kent State in on September 21st of 2024. So a couple of ways away from making up that, that game. And then San Jose State will eventually make their first trip to Happy Valley uh, in 2026 on uh, September 19th, 2026. So they were able to work it out with San Jose State and make sure that that game will still be played. It's just going to have to wait a few more years. Again, scheduling vacancies are pretty tough to fill uh, years and years in advance, but good on Penn State for getting those teams back on the schedule. Uh, it's really a benefit to Kent State and San Jose State to play those games because, as we all know, teams from the Mountain West, the MAC, those Group of Five conferences, they rely heavily on those Big Ten paychecks whenever they get those opportunities. So it was a shame that schools like that had to miss out on all those opportunities financially. Last year, it was a shame for a lot of reasons, but you know, certainly as much as the financial burden is concerned uh, for a lot of those schools, that was a hefty price to pay for the way that the football season ended up at the same time penn state has added another non-conference game to the future football schedule this is another addition to the 2024 schedule they have agreed to play one game against the marshall thundering herd from huntington west virginia so this will be the third game in this all-time series they haven't played since 1930 so it's been a while but it's that should be a pretty fun matchup because marshall is a pretty decent program as far as the conference usa is concerned uh the whole group of five conversation that's a fun program to follow uh again i'm not saying that they're going to be any threat to Penn state even in 2024 as we're looking well into the future but that should be a pretty cool matchup to see uh, i i've always kind of liked marshall and that might be pretty fun of course uh, marshall is now head coach by former james franklin assistant charles huff uh we'll see if he's still around in 2024 by the time his team uh comes into happy valley that'd be pretty cool to see uh but obviously i'm hoping that charles huff has some success and Maybe gets another opportunity before then, but uh, that would be pretty cool to see Charles Huff and James Franklin reunited uh, on the football field, this time going head to head. So uh, that's another game to look forward to. As of now, that 2024 schedule is now completely booked. So that schedule is locked in. They already have the Big Ten schedule laid out. And in fact, Penn State's schedules are now booked through 2026, with the exception of two vacancies to fill in on the non-conference schedule for 2025. Penn State has a game against Villanova scheduled in 2025, but they still have two scheduling vacancies uh, for non-conference play. Uh, the Big Ten has not announced their schedule for 2026 as of yet, but we know that there's going to be those nine games and Penn State has three non-conference games lined up. So the 2026 schedule is technically booked, but we still have to figure out exactly when those Big Ten games are going to be played. Now, obviously, the big game that was canceled last year was that home and home series or the opener to that home and home series against Virginia Tech. And while Penn State has rescheduled games against Kent State and San Jose State, I haven't seen any rumblings about the possibility that Penn State and Virginia Tech will find a way to get that series to be played. In fact, I feel as though we've heard some comments coming out of Virginia Tech suggesting that that series is no longer happening at all. So that is truly a shame because I know that I was really looking forward to seeing Penn State and Virginia Tech in a home-and-home series. I feel like that is a series that is unforgivable for not have happening yet. And that's why it's a shame that we're not going to see that series potentially anytime time too soon. And like I just said, the non-conference schedule... It's booked through 2026, uh, except for 2025. So maybe the door is still open a little bit. But I would imagine that that Virginia Tech series, if it does happen, it's probably not going to be happening for quite some time. And it's certainly not going to be a part of the same original agreement that was in place for that series. So that is a darn shame because Penn State Virginia Tech should absolutely find a way to play some football games. Sign me up for it. I want to see Penn State in Blacksburg in that hooky crowd And, of course, I want to see Virginia Tech come up to Penn State. I think that would would be a fun series to see. It's a shame it has never happened yet. Let's hope that it does happen again sometime in the future. But let me know what teams you want to see added to Penn State's football schedule in the future. Again, you got a couple vacancies to fill in 2025. You already got Villanova on the dock. So who else do you want to see? fill that void do you want to see virginia tech do you want to see another program uh, i would imagine that penn state will try to find a group a power conference program to add into that mix uh, somewhere in that 2025 schedule but let me know what schools do you want to see fill the vacancies on penn state's future schedule that's going to do it for today's episode everybody thank you so much for listening again i am kevin mcguire you can give me a follow on twitter at kevin on cfb check out nipme a part of the usa Today sports media group and of course follow them on twitter at nipme and of course, you can stay connected to this podcast by following on your favorite podcast app, whether you're on Spotify, the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give it a follow, give it a rating, give it a review. That'll really help us out moving forward. You can also stay socially connected with us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Stay tuned. We're going back live on Twitch very soon, all using the username LockedOnNittany. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Come back tomorrow. We'll do it all again. We've got a lot more stuff to get into in tomorrow's episode. So thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys all again later. Bye.